I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to Previously On, a podcast series created to help you through some of the most complex yet brilliant television ever made. Big Little Lies, Season 1, Episode 7. You get what you need. We begin the season finale in the home of Celeste and Perry. As the twins play video games downstairs, Perry badly beats Celeste upstairs, climaxing in her curled up and gasping for breath on the floor. He tells her to get up, that she's fine and has just had the wind knocked out of her. She flinches as he goes to touch her, but is suddenly running for the door after hearing one of the boys heading up the stairs. Catching him before he can enter, Perry tells him Mummy isn't well and he's taking them to school. Celeste cowers as he walks back in. Perry, true to form, lies down with her, saying he's sorry and crying. Ed tells Madeline that Abigail hasn't launched her virginity auction site yet, so maybe what she'd said earlier had some impact. As Madeline leaves the house, she sees Tori, Joseph's wife, suddenly speed away in her car. Ed also sees from the window. Madeline confronts Joseph late that morning over Tori watching her. Unimpressed at her stance on the situation, he goes on the attack, suggesting she was in love with him and that she thinks she owns the town before kicking her out of his office. Celeste meets her therapist, alone again. She breaks down, then opens up that she got the apartment, and after one more appearance together at the school fundraiser that night, she's leaving him. The therapist makes a strong case for Celeste leaving immediately, but it falls on deaf ears and she walks out. Ziggy is pulling a classic too-ill-for-school routine on Jane. She takes his temperature, which is fine, then asks the reason he wants to miss it. The conversation moves on to Amabella. Jane quizzes him if he knows who's hurting her, but Ziggy's reluctant to give a name because he promised Amabella he wouldn't tell. When a class picture is shown as an alternative to naming names, Ziggy picks out Max, one of Celeste's twins. Jane breaks the news to Madeline over coffee and is urged to let Celeste know. They're interrupted by Gordon. He lets Jane know in crystal clear terms that he'll take a restraining order out if she harasses Renata again. Tom, the good-natured server, initiates hero mode and demands that Gordon not only desist from his verbal attack, but also leaves the shop, which he does. After the excitement, Tom tells Jane he's been waiting for a moment to impress her for a while. Jane's response is surprised that Tom's straight. (laughs) Ouch. Celeste is at the apartment preparing the space for her and her boy's imminent escape from Perry. As she works, she flashes back to the latest attack and we see Perry land a solid punch to her stomach that bends her double, sending her to the floor. She weeps as the truth of her life with him hits home. A call from Jane comes through. Jane and Celeste meet and Celeste is told the truth about Max bullying Amabella. 
It also comes to light that Max has been aggressive with Skye, Bonnie's daughter. As Celeste drives home, she thinks about all the times that Max may have seen her being abused. She gets home and hugs him, asking him to be honest with her about Amabella. Madeline and Abigail talk about Joseph. She tells Abigail that she's searching for the courage to come clean to Ed about the affair. Abigail informs her Project Sold Virginity is over and she'll instead find another way to help a good cause. At home, Celeste is showering before the party. Harry approaches and asks for a kiss. Celeste nervously obliges. Jane is dressed for the party when there's a knock at the door. It's Tom, a date for the evening. The Elvis and Audrey Hepburn event is underway. Madeline and Ed arrive at the same time as Nathan and Bonnie, Nathan immediately putting on a show for the gathered cameras. Celeste walks down the stairs at home and her boys say she looks beautiful. Perry enters dressed as Elvis, informing Celeste that she's just missed a call about the apartment. Playing it super cool in front of the kids, Celeste struggles to hide her shock. They keep up the pretense that everything is fine, leave the kids with the sitter and head out to the party. At the party, Madeline and Ed both notice Tori is casting lingering looks in their direction. In the car, Perry wants to know if Celeste was going to tell him. She says no. He reminds her he said he'd get help, but she says it's too late. Instead of stopping at the party, Perry puts his foot down and drives past. When they stop, Celeste informs him it was Max bullying Amabella. Perry locks her in the car and tells her they'll talk to him tomorrow. Celeste asks, will he say that men should never hit women, adding that if the twins haven't seen the violence, they've definitely heard it. He says he's going to change, that he knows he has his demons, but he's fighting them. Jane and Tom arrive at the party and join up with Madeline and Ed. Back in the car, Perry promises to do whatever it takes to save his marriage. She angrily declares that she should have left him a long time ago, saying she has to leave for the kids. Renata knocks on the window, and as Perry unlocks the door, Celeste bolts out. Ed hits the stage ready to do his best Elvis, but is distracted as he again notices Tori is looking over at Madeline. As the song begins, he delivers it with the voice of an angel, much to Nathan's utter despair. Madeline listens to her husband. She looks over to Joseph, becomes emotional and runs away in tears. Jane runs after her and when she catches up, Madeline tells her she cheated on Ed. Jane consoles her that everyone has made mistakes. Celeste runs into the party, frantically looking for Madeline. Renata asks if she's okay. She fills Renata in on the news that it was Max hurting Amabella. Perry watches from afar and worries that Celeste is spilling the beans on the abuse. When he catches Celeste, she says the conversation with Renata was nothing, heightening his paranoia. And with Nathan on stage, Bonnie sees friction between Celeste and Perry. God blimey. Celeste pushes him away and borrows a phone, calling the babysitter to tell her to get the children to the new apartment. Renata finds Madeline and Jane. There's a reconciliation between the trio as Renata apologises to Jane after hearing the truth from Celeste. Perry watches Celeste moving away from the party and follows her. Celeste finds the others. Bonnie begins to follow too. Perry's next on the scene, asking Celeste if he can talk to her, insisting that she come back to the car, but she declares she's not coming with him. As Jane listens, she becomes ashen-faced, frozen in shock and fear. She stares at Perry. Madeline notices. Jane flashes back to the fateful night. She runs along the beach and catches up to her attacker. As he turns around, we see Perry. Jane points her gun at him. Madeline and her stunned Celeste realise that Perry is the man who raped her. The penny slowly falls for Perry and he strides forward. We cut to blue lights. Celeste is in shock, bruises on her face as she's treated by a medic. 
Detectives arrive at the scene. We follow them and see Perry at the foot of the stairs, impaled through the neck on a metal spike. Dead. The testimonies of the women are watched from behind glass, and we don't hear what's being said. Then Celeste begins to describe an attack by Perry resulting in him falling. The detectives believe it's all lies, but can't figure out why, as it's a self-defence case without a custodial sentence if they just tell the truth. One detective tells the other to just let it go. We see everyone attend Perry's funeral. Then we're on a beach. Madeline, Celeste, Jane, Renata and Bonnie picnic as the children play around them. There are smiles and laughter. We flash back to the night. Perry charges forward, grabbing Celeste. The others pull him away, but he strikes his wife and continues to hit her as she lies on the floor, lashing wildly at everyone around him. Bonnie runs towards the fray and shoves Perry down the steps to his death. We close back on the beach. The women look out to the rolling sea together, seemingly in a new place of understanding, tightened by the bonds of friendship and their experience. As from a distance, someone watches them closely through binoculars. Uh-oh. Thanks for listening. Hope it's been helpful. Listen, if you've enjoyed this, I would love it if you subscribed. We've got loads more shows where this came from, and we'd love you to join us for them. A five-star review wherever you get your podcasts from would also be absolutely fantastic. If you've got any feedback or ideas for a show that we should be covering, we'll almost certainly be doing the big ones, but you never know. There may be others that we've missed. Let us know. I'd love to hear from you over on Twitter. You can find us at Previous Podcast or just email us hello at previouslyon.co.uk. Previously On is presented by Jamie East and is a Daft Doris production. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.